So I, I am her mom during that time. And that doesn't mean that I don't get my water before I get her water. And I, I, I literally will pour my water. I will start drinking some, then I will pour her, her water. And, and, and I mean that so lovingly because so often, and they say it on the airplane, put your oxygen mask on first and then your child's because we won't. I, I guarantee you the amount of times I've left this house with all of Lily's things and none of my own is astounding. And I was like, there was one day I was fed up. I was like, not again. I will do all of my stuff first. I will then pack her stuff and we will leave together with our stuff. And it's just because I will put myself into a non-existent bubble and I was done. So I go first. Help Me See is a podcast based in intention, purpose, and heart. Vulnerable, real conversations challenging the norms and empowering you to harness your intentional vision for your purposeful life. Around here, we're not about the small talk. We're unpacking all of the unnecessary crap that we've carried with us for far too long. Some of these episodes are solo style. I like to call them my little audio journal with my innermost thoughts that leave me thinking, am I the only one that feels like this? And then some super inspiring guests having conversations that I truly feel like are needed in today's world. Listen into a new episode every Wednesday and leave inspired by your everyday with a deep piece of knowing that you're not alone and have the innate power to make this life count. Have you ever just felt like you're missing it and you're not even sure what it is? And then all of a sudden you look back at like baby pictures of your kid and you don't even understand where the time went in the most cliche way. That's why I created Nostalgia Now. Imagine if you were able to just activate your nostalgia vision in any given moment and just know that you're really seeing it, that you're really experiencing your good old days now. That's what we do in Nostalgia Now. Nostalgia Now is a monthly membership that is filled with doable, sustainable practices that we'll actually carry with us in our lives. We meet once a month where we connect and make things on purpose, where we actually do something with the photos that just sit on our phone of our precious memories. Join us at the intersection of photographic practice, connecting to your truth, and creative expression so that you can live more of your life on purpose. And because I'm just opening this beautiful community, I have a special offer. If you join with a buddy or a bestie, you get half off. You each get half off your monthly membership fee for the duration for as long as you stay in your membership. So if you buddy up, you both get half off. Have the peace of mind of knowing you'll never have to say, I wish I knew how important that was at the time. Click the link in the show notes or link in bio on Instagram. Find out everything you need to know. So if you are a part of Nostalgia Now, my community membership, you know that this month's intention is choice. It is to choose. And this podcast episode is so rooted in choice, I feel. Um, just bringing awareness to all of the choices we have in a day that 
we don't even realize we're making most of the time because there's so many. I mean, Amber literally brings up the choice that she makes to take a sip of her own water before she gives it, gives the water to her daughter. Like, because oxygen mask, right? On an airplane. (laughs) And it's so funny how empowering and how just insanely powerful making that choice can be um, and how that can lead to the bigger choices that we make in our lives. Um, So when you get clear and you open your eyes to uh, the different nooks and crannies that you can be making different choices in your life, then, I mean, it's a, it's a whole new ball game, isn't it? On a side note, I have been absolutely obsessed with nostalgia now Um, I just opened last month, this monthly membership, and we had our first meeting the other week and it was better than I could have imagined. So if you are curious about what that membership is like, um, head to the show notes and take a look at, take a look at the page. And if you have any more questions, just go ahead and send me a message. You can find me on Instagram or email me, whatever you want. Um, I would love to chat about it. Hello hello, and welcome to another episode of Help Me See. This episode comes off the heels of Mother's Day, which was Sunday. Um, It can be a loaded day. It's a wonderful day. It's a complex day. (laughs) It's a day that echoes motherhood itself. So um, I hope that this Sunday you felt whatever you had to feel and move through it however felt best for you. I hope that um, you gave yourself the space and permission to just be and mother yourself in whatever season you are. I feel that is a really empowering thing to remember, at least for me, is that we all have the opportunity to mother ourselves regardless of any labels or expectations or preconceptions or life circumstances or any of it. And this is really the perfect episode. (laughs) I didn't, this is divinely planned. I did not plan for this to come out on this day specifically. Um, But I think this is the perfect episode to follow Mother's Day. Today on the show, I have Amber Dolan Bath, and she also is a podcast host. She hosts uh, the Spirit of Mother podcast, and um, she has her own coaching container uh, community called The Village. I have a bio for her, a quick little blip before we head into the show. She says she is a soul having a human experience first and foremost, one in which she's devoted to nurturing every day. I mean, come on. (laughs) <laughs> it's just not for a sentence. I feel like you can tell, you can tell the energy in which she comes with. So um, she's also a mother of a toddler and a wife to a man who is equally in awe and yet fearful of me, <laughs> of her up-leveling and attracting my dreams. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I'm reading um, what she sent me. So I keep switching between her, her verbiage and me reading. <laughs> Whose dream morning is outside with a cheese board, a cup of coffee, a podcast playing, a journal in my hand, my favorite Oracle deck, and my spirit quartz. 
She says, when I had my daughter Lilith, I struggled with my faith, with the divine, my self-love, and my capacity for other people, period. I spent an entire year crying every day, and eventually I said, no more. I leaned into the divine's plan and created Spirit of Mother, which holds and cultivates this vision of this village of mothers and mothers-to-be coming together to support themselves and each other on a soul level. Oh, I think that we all need Amber in our lives personally. Um, she truly is a, a special, special presence. And this episode, as I was editing it, uh, I took some notes just because even though I was in the conversation, I needed the reminder already. She says some powerful things. She talks about, it's me first. It's me first. And de-shaming the things that you carry with you on a unconscious and conscious level. Connecting to yourself and the issues that come with thinking, I need to do this and it needs to look this way. Without pulling apart and questioning why. Or do I really need to? Or does it really need to look like this? Says who? Amber is a pro at holding space for everything and anything that feels good for you. Sinking deeper and deeper into the wholeness of yourself and really letting you be the person that's writing your own rules to your life, to your everyday, to your big picture to your little mundane picture, whatever it is. Uh, Amber and I have definitely a few (laughs) core similarities in common in our story um, and parallels in our experiences. Um, But I would say that something that we both come together with is the deep knowing of the importance of honoring your own rebirth the importance of remembering yourself and discovering, you know, the changes in your own identity through the transition of motherhood. And really, I, even though it lends itself and is rooted in motherhood, definitely in this conversation, I think that this idea of remembering yourself is for everyone, (laughs) everyone. You don't have to be a mother, or you don't have to have gone through um, childbirth to benefit from the reminder that you own your life. This is, this is yours and you have every divine right to do with it, whatever it is you want and whatever feels best. So without any further ado, I hope you enjoy hearing uh, Amber's spacious and, you know, infectious and just beautiful words. I will be putting her links for where you can find her in the show notes. All right, here we go. Hello, Amber. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I am splendid. And I also, I didn't say this before. Thank you for having me. Oh, I am. I like, I'm so honored. Well, I am so glad you're here. I, so I was on Amber's amazing podcast. Um, had the honor of doing that a little bit ago. And ever since our, like, we literally hung up 
from the call. I was like clamoring to talk to her again because she's just the best. So I'm so excited to have her here today. And um, today's topic is one that's near and dear to my heart and really a part of my core reason for the work that I do. Um, so I'm so excited to hear to hear from Amber on this. Um, Amber, can you, I know before this, I gave a little blurb about, you know, about you, but in your own words, can you tell us a little bit about what you do um, and your core mission and what brought you to this work? Okay. So my favorite, I'm, I'm also a podcaster, obviously, because we just talked about that at the beginning. Um, but my favorite bios that I read are, they're just like, they talk about the mission and they add a tangent. So here's my mission, guys. I am here to be myself, like fully and completely and accept the human me and accept the spirit me and allow that to be allies with one another. And it's me first. Like I've, I'm really leaning into that this season of like, it's me first and what is right for me is right for my husband is right for my kid. And that doesn't mean that there's not conversations, but I'm really leaning into that. Um, I'm a business owner, spirit of mother. I love tarot cards. I love cacao. I love journaling. I have the spirit crystal with me at all times. It's very sparkly like myself and I'm a Disney lover. Love it. Love it. Um, you just went to Disney, so this is perfect timing. Their magic is still all around you. From your <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so what brought you to this work then specifically? How did you kind of get to where you're at right now with it? Okay, there's so many pieces to this story. And it's not like one happened and then the other. I mean, in a way it did, but it also like overlaps all the time for me. I first had my daughter in December of 2020 and I got pregnant end of March, early April. I wasn't expecting it and COVID hit. So COVID hit, working in a nursing home, disconnected from my body, trying. I mean, and, and this is the thing, like everyone talks about having nausea or the, the ankles and they have like this rough time, but unless you're experiencing it, you just don't understand. So it was my first time experiencing it. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So even though it was normal, the way people were talking about it with me made me feel like I couldn't share my story because they were either victimizing themselves or saying like, I should be happy. Like I should be grateful that I even got pregnant and yes, but also like I was struggling. And so I quit my job in November, had moved in with my parents and, and, and my husband was with me in this move. So it was just, it was a lot of change for an entire year and I couldn't keep up with it. And I felt so disconnected. Like I can't even distress that word enough. So disconnected. I had her and your body's recovering while you're going mentally insane with sleep deprivation. And I just, if there was any way to say that I felt broken, that, that, that was the time, like, and I didn't know it and I wasn't speaking about it. And so I felt alone in my brokenness that I couldn't even identify because my hormones were all over the place. I remember crying, crying before I even knew what I was crying about. 
And that happened like a handful of times. And then I was dealing with like postpartum rage and people were just thinking I was a bitch. No one was mentioning the fact that I had postpartum depression or, or anxiety or rage. They were just like, nope, she's just a bitch. And I was like, uh, <laughs> and so no joke. Eight months into having Lily is when I realized, I realized, not my doctors, not my family, I realized that something was up. And so, and the only reason why I realized something was up is because I started feeling better. So, so it was like, well, what's the point of getting help now? Like, I'm already, I'm already feeling better. I decided to get a coach. I'm not. I love therapy if that's what people people want. I'm a coach person. Always have been, always will be. I can't say always will be. So I, I hired a coach to do some some shadow work and, and do shaming. And there was like three key elements that I found really helped me. And I decided that I needed to bring it to other people. One was literally just like de-shaming, de demyth demythizing. I don't even know how to say it. Like all the stuff that I was going through, like I am a human. This is a part of the human experience. And like, I'm going to stop saying I should be the happiest mother in the world right now when I'm not. So that was one. The other one was connecting to, to my spirit again. I've been into the spirituality world since 2015. And so when 2020 hit and, and 2021, falling out of that was really hard for me. And so reconnecting to my spirit, reconnecting to the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. And the third one was community. And that's when I started my podcast and I started my podcast, the, the interviews back in November. So that was six months ago from now. And it was through other people sharing their story that I was like, Oh, like I'm really not alone. Like, <laughs> I was expecting to like share my story and then hear everyone else's different stories. And then I was like, Hmm, there's a common through thread here. Wonderful. <laughs> like, Actually the room is quite crowded in here. I didn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And it, and you've been one of my most recent podcast guests and I can tell you the evolution at the start was like, of the, the podcast, I was like, oh, wow, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. And then by the time I got to you, I was like, oh, you mean I get to be confident as a mom? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so so thank you for that. <laughs> gosh. Oh, my gosh. I There's just so much to unpack. I, 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 I actually and I never do this, but like I didn't want to forget. So I like took a couple notes. The first thing I wrote. It, back in the beginning, back in the, when you first got pregnant, um, normal, like, oh, I know it's normal. And isn't it funny? I just, it's so weird that you said that because in the car home from picking up my kid, I was just thinking about how, um, when someone says that, oh, that's normal. That means, oh, okay. That it is not rare. So that is like a common occurrence and that is supposed to be comforting. And that is supposed to mean that because many people have experienced it, that it's fine. Isn't that interesting? Isn't yeah. that interesting? Like, oh, that's, it's like, and then that's such an isolating word too, because when you, they say, oh, that's normal. Oh, everyone's been through it. Oh, you're throwing up. It's fine. Oh, you feel really badly. But you, 
that's not normal for you in your realm of experiences. That's a very not normal. It's but, shocking. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I just, uh, I, I'm just interested in how do you, I don't even know. I don't know what the answer is myself and I've been through it, but like mm. that space between someone telling you that's normal and you kind of trying to get yourself to where you feel the same amount of confident and comfort that that person's showing you, you should feel about it when you feel terrible. You know, it's funny because if there's anyone that would have the answer, I swear it would have been you because <laughs> when, when I was struggling in my conversation, like I was trying to pull together, like how you were asking for help and support um, in your pregnancy or post pregnancy, I think is when you were sharing that part. I was like, but how did you tell people? And you were like, I just did. Like, it just came out of my mouth. So it's kind of like that, right? Where if I was to go back to that time and someone was like, oh, it's normal, it's normal. You know what? This feels really yucky in my body right now. And I don't feel really great. So let's not minimize my experience. Yes. Yes. And like, maybe in a more polite way, maybe. Depends on the person. (laughs) Depends on how many times I puked that day. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, also, I'm curious because, and you, you stress this, and I would love if you have words for it, or if you could just dig a di- bit deeper in it. I know it's different for everyone, but feeling disconnected from yourself is such an elusive, like, thing that's like sneaky because I don't know that most of us can like f- feel it immediately. Um, what you seem to have really felt it. What was that feeling for you or how were you able to kind of diagnose and realize like, okay, I am feeling separate from myself? Um, okay. So there's a couple parts here when, and my friend Kasha, when she got pregnant, she described what I was describing as numbing as actually self care, which was very interesting. But when I was going through my nauseous bit, I really loved TV because it was the one thing I could get my mind off of how much my stomach was hurting and how much I wanted to like throw up. Right. And so I was, when I was talking to Kasha about this, she was like, Amber, that happens to me. And you know what I call it? I call it self-care because it, it means I'm, <laughs> it means I'm not focusing on the thing that's causing me a lot of pain right now. Um, and so even in that like small scenario or the small scenario of like, disconnecting in that way of like the numbing agents that especially in the spirituality realm and and mindfulness we get shit on is like I the shaming was causing me to go into like judging myself and and that lack of love and lack of compassion for my own experience I think was the biggest part of the disconnection so it wasn't necessarily I mean there was numbing Mm -hmm. but it was judging the numbing Mm -hmm. and judging myself And so not only was I feeling isolated and alone from other people, I was feeling isolated and alone with myself because I was just battling myself all of the time. I should be feeling this way. I should be doing this thing. And that was scary. I mean, when I look back on that, it it really put me in a corner of like, I need to do everything by myself and it needs to look a certain way. And if I don't, I'm a terrible X, Y, Z wife, mother, friend, person, coworker, like, and that, 
no one wants to be in that headspace ever. Mm-hmm. But then no one should be in that headspace when they're carrying a child and and then bringing that child into the world. And that that story that you were saying, if I don't do X Y Z, then A B C. It was that coming from a narrative that you unconsciously or consciously told yourself about the mother you were going to be or how you would feel about having a, a, a kid? Ooh, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. Um, okay. So I got accidentally pregnant, right? So there was not, it was not like I, I decided I'm going to get pregnant. And I feel like there's a lot of freedom when someone says like they chose to get pregnant. And I don't know why, like, that's just been my perception of like, if someone chooses to get pregnant, then no one can like tiss tiss them. And I felt like I was going to get tiss tissed from the start. Like, I'm too young. Guys, I'm 26. I have a one year old. Like, I'm not too, <laughs> I am not too young. This is not a high school pregnancy. And even if it was, no one should be tiss tissing anyone. Yes. So it started from the start of like, I shouldn't have even gotten pregnant. And then just constantly making sure I lived by other people's guidelines, which is always changing because it's always based on another person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and it was never my stories. Never. Like when I went to unpack it in this past year, not one of them was my story. And how do you feel that that is linked to... I'm asking this and I'll preface this too, because I feel so connected to the, this kind of thing. How do you feel that that influenced what happened after the birth? Because I, so I have two kids and my first, um, we tried, um, for four months and, and then I got pregnant. Finally, we weren't married yet, but my, my parents are a little bit older and we, you know, uh, whatever I, I decided, see, look, I'm already like, yeah, you're already trying to like, right. (laughs) I was going to make a motherfucking human. (laughs) Anyway. So that though, that was a a mind fuck for me because I knowing that like we tried for four months, which is not a long time in the grand scheme of things, but like when you're in, it, it feels like forever. And then once I had the baby, and I felt it had such terrible postpartum. It was even more for me. I was like, I wanted this. Like, I remember mm. being like, what did we do? We, what did we do? Like, I felt, I felt like I, we tried and tried and tried. This isn't a surprise. This isn't a this, this isn't a that. Um, but then fast forward, my second kid was a complete surprise, complete. And although we knew that we were, we decided we were going to end up having a second one. It wasn't going to be, you know, anytime soon, but, and I, I thankfully didn't have that experience afterwards. And I, it, that's surprising to me too. (laughs) So, (laughs) so how do you feel that, that maybe from the get go, you saying that experience of like feeling like the, the phantom tisks around you, um, did that influence what happened after you gave birth? Yes, because I was constantly judging myself compared to other mothers. And there, there's my own mom who I was judging myself against. And I was living with her all the time. So like when she, 
would just and 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 no fault like no fault of my mom like she was just doing what a grandmothers do and and what any human would do but like if she did something for lily before i did something for lily i was like oh because i didn't do it i'm a terrible mom mm. and it's just mm-hmm. shitty it was so 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 shitty to to compare but how do you help but not compare because you don't know how to be a parent like you're learning you're learning alongside this kid who can't even like do anything for themselves and you're healing and there's just so much there's so much and yet i was judging and you were living with your mom So we, that is another very core similarity with us too, is with my first kid, my mom, it just so happened, like literally like the stars line, she ended up coming out and living with us for like a year. And while I'm forever, forever, forever grateful, I was whiplashed by how hard, how much harder I think it was now looking back, finding my own motherhood identity, having my Mm -hmm. mommy with me because it's like you know when you you just revert like when i, I personally like if my parents no, come to visit thing. i end up i become a, an angsty punk rock teenager again stomping my feet like i don't even know who i am when this happens so it's just funny that like there's that dynamic but you're trying to find your own footing in this new identity but like being so close to your own mother like it while that's happening, which you're so grateful for the support, but also exactly what you're saying. It's like, you start kind of telling yourself these things, you watch her do something and you wouldn't do it that way, or you didn't do it or, Mm -hmm. you know, so interesting. It is. And it's, what's even more interesting is the fact that me and you are talking about this, right? But so many people aren't talking about this. And that's why this podcast does need to go out in the world. and, And your podcast and my podcast needs to go out into the world because this needs to be a conversation like all of this all aspects because here i am shaming myself here you were saying you're you know not a great mom because you're not doing or you would have done it this way right and it's just no like that can't keep continuing it's kind of hard because i even though it was so so hard and i feel like it could have been um different I wouldn't change a thing because I'm so grateful for like the perspective that was like kind of like earned through this. What what would you say, I guess not, maybe what would you say to yourself like from now looking back or to your bestie that would be wanting, wanting some comforting words during a time like this entering into motherhood? Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually, I have, maybe it's the same answer. I would just hold space for the person and I would just hold space for myself back then Mm -hmm. because I think we just all need to be seen and heard in our own experience and whatever that experience is. And to have that full, even if, even if I went back to like the first six months of Lily's life and my, that version of myself didn't talk to me, I would still hold space. Same with a best friend. Like if, if Mark Elena or Haley got pregnant, I would just show up. Mm-hmm. I may cook some meals. Like I, I wouldn't say anything. Cause it, it folded, unfolded exactly as it was supposed to. 
And I think the thing I needed the most is to, to not feel like I had to be anyone for anything or anything for anyone rather. And that's a really big piece. Mm, that is huge. Oh my gosh. Give me goosebumps. Exactly what you said, because there's this default of feeling like you're already this thing's everything immediately. So it's like, I don't want to have like the responsibility and the everything that goes with that. That is, I think you just gave the perfect, like the answer. <laughs> that is the answer. Just space, just space. There's nothing, there's really nothing to say. No, no. And I, I also want to share this like one tidbit because I, if there's one thing I wish that our culture would do differently, it would be, it would be supporting the mom as much as they support the baby. And I don't mean just pregnancy mom. I mean the postpartum mom in the holding the space, but also like my friend Maddie just purchased our coach Meredith, her massage, because she noticed that Meredith paid for her own massage. And so she Venmoed and she was like, no mama should have to pay for her massage postpartum. No mama. And like we should all be showing up that way where we're not just sending the baby stuff, but like, how can you support the mama right now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge part. I mean, what did we say? The title of this was going to be like honoring your rebirth. Like, (laughs) like it's funny. Like, when it's your kid's birthday, it's like happy birthday and happy day of birth. (laughs) (laughs) Like you made it, you made it one year, two year, three year. I mean, with the topic of identity. So it's funny. um, I've talked about this privately with you on our call yesterday, actually, but um, I am, it's like one of those things where I'm obsessed with getting this content, like talking about like the stuff, just the stuff, because I so deeply feel that like, if I heard people having conversations like this before I was in the situation, I wouldn't have felt as whiplashed by it. Um, What do you feel about being in the motherhood space now and um, and the identity that you've come into like through it all, like your own identity. I know in the beginning you said some powerful things about how, you know, me first, me first. Um, how do you navigate um, the, the roles? Okay. So I stay at home with Lily and I, think I, I preface with that because during the day with Lily outside of like calls that I might have coaching wise, I'm with Lily. So I, I am her mom during that time. And that doesn't mean that I don't get my water before I get her water. And I, I, I literally will pour my water. I will start drinking some, then I will pour her, her water. And, and, and I mean that so lovingly because so often And they say it on the airplane, put your oxygen mask on first and then your child's because we won't. I I guarantee you the amount of times I've left this house with all of Lily's things and none of my own. 
is astounding. And I was like, there was one day I was fed up. I was like, not again. I will do all of my stuff first. I will then pack her stuff and we will leave together with our stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just because I will put myself into a non-existent bubble and I was done. So I go first. Um, And then outside of that, me and Jacob are still creating our own like alone time and, and partner time. But my work is very important to me. And so I carve out time and even I was doing it. And then I was working for someone else recently. And I was like, no, I should be putting more, more hours in because I want to, because I'm dedicated to this. And so just like really owning that, really owning what I want. And it's, it's an evolution. Like I'm not there I've not arrived, but it's an evolution and something I'm very much leaning into. And, and me and Jacob's relationship was suffering. Like I, cause I was suffering, he was suffering and then we suffered and we're still healing from that. We're, we're very much still healing from that, but it becomes a priority of like, we need to put dates on the calendar. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it's, and it doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need necessarily even leaving the house, but we need to like have chill time and alone time, the two of us and, and figure out what that even looks like. So it's really getting clear on what's your priorities and, and making sure that you're carving out those times. Yes, I'm with you on that. And you know, it's so what's interesting to me is that the nuance between um, how empowering it is to be honest with the, um, with the toll that motherhood can take, but not wear it as a badge of honor at the same time, not use, you know, do you understand? Like I, I just posted something the other day and I felt so good about it and I still do. I still do. But then I, I looked at it with another set of eyes and it was like uh, a real talking about like, of course, I'm not going to miss it because, you know, I am, um, you know, I've been with these babies. I've sacrificed. I've done this and that. And it's like, yes, I think that this is stuff we should be talking about and not just talking about this sweet bliss bubble, but I also would not want that narrative to be the thing that I'm using to say, well, this is just how it is. This is it. You know, how, what do you feel about that? Okay. So I did inner voice facilitator training and how I got into that was because so many of my friends in spirituality became a facilitator. And I obviously saw this through line of like, this is the next calling. And I fought it for a very long time. And once I did leaning into my inner voice, I realized I get to play by my own rules. And so that badge of honor, if there's a person out there that wants to own it as a badge of honor, hell yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just realize you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we don't need, and, and, and I know you weren't judging it, but like, yeah, we don't, we just, we don't need to judge that too. And, and I'm not going to own it as a badge of honor and that's okay too. I'm going to play by my own rules. Yes. yes. Just know that. Yes. That's that's huge. That's huge. Wow. Guys, you see your face. Yeah, I I was just I was like letting it process. 
She's like soaking that in. I was so <laughs> it's funny when I when I um do my solo episodes, there I'm such a slow talker and thinker. I this amount of silence I have to clip out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, same. I'm like, well, I paused there in the middle of a sentence that I should not have paused in, but okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. So can you tell us a little bit more, since you just touched on your inner voice facilitator, uh, uh, amazing, maybe tell us a little bit more about that and just your work in the world right now and how you serve women. Okay, so inner voice facilitating, if anyone doesn't know what your inner voice is. It's basically your intuition, like simplest terms, intuition. I get fancy with my words. And so my inner voice has a name called the intuitive goddess. Um, but like, that's just my flavor of it. So it's basically just your intuition and you can channel your intuition through several things. Intuition at its basis is like your uh-huh and not uh moments of like, that doesn't feel right. That does feel right. And that's where I have my, oh, that's where I started of getting to know my intuition and where I have my clients start as uh-huh and not uh <laughs> My husband gets annoyed with that one because I still do it with him. I'm like, okay, but do you want to go to the park? Uh-huh or not uh <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. I love it. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, so intuition and it's just, it's channeling. So you can journal with your intuition. You can speak with your intuition. You can get images. You could just feel like something's right or something's wrong for you. Um, and just like playing around with the wisdom that is within you. So that's, that's inner voice work in, in like a nutshell, but with inner voice facilitated training, there was two other topics that they they taught and one was emotional releasing and it's when you actually feel your feelings and so many of us talk about our feelings but we don't necessarily feel our feelings and that was a huge game changer in my life because I like to run away from my feelings because I think they're going to take me over and through inner voicing I realized they weren't and that they just needed to be felt and they just needed to be seen and they just needed to be heard and that was a big part of my like self-acceptance story and what I bring into my, my mentoring. And then there's this, I call it parts of yourself. And this could be a part that's not necessarily needs to be released, but it just needs to be seen and, and noticed. An inner child part of yourself is a big one, especially as um, a parent. You can see like, you didn't like this in your childhood and you like this in your childhood and you don't want it for your kid or you do want it for your kid. And then things happen and you're like, crap, I'm triggered. And so you're just like tending to yourself in that way. And so that was inner voice training was, was learning all of these aspects and doing it on myself first. And then I have, I have my coaching container. I'll talk about that in a second, but the podcast is like the biggest thing because basically what I do every other week someone shares a story. Bianca will be one of the weeks and I have them all planned out through 2022. And then every other week I inner voice with you guys, or I emotional beanbag with you guys. So the podcast is like the easiest way to just not feel alone in your story and, and to be witnessed and seen in other people's stories and, and, and then process it yourself. If those tools feel right for you. And then I have the coaching coaching container. I, I, I hate that word. I don't know another word for it. 
but it's called the village. And it's because we're all equals and we're all going through it. And like, you just need a hand to hold a shoulder to cry on someone to shout at, like all of the things that you, you wish you had the space for, like the village is the space for it. And we just, and, and I was just talking to Liza, um, which is Amber Lillistrom's uh, employee and also best friend. And I was talking about Liza and I was like, there's logistics in here. And she goes, but why are the logistics important? I was like, because the amount of times that we meet up, it's three times a month. And it's exactly what I needed. I needed someone to consistently show up with me and my shit. In mm-hmm. in my celebrations, it's not, it's like, it's not just the shitty stuff. It's, it's, it's all of it. But I was so scared to be seen in the shitty stuff. I didn't allow myself to be seen in the celebrations either. And so like the village is just, you come together, you, you let yourself be seen, you let yourself be heard. And, and it's a non-judgmental, totally compassionate place for you to be. And I wish we had this throughout the United States. And I wish that we had insurance paying for something like this. And it should just be part of the natural process. So maybe one day, maybe one day I'll become a politician and I'll just make this a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, we have this. <laughs> I'd vote for it. Can you... um can you say a little bit about, because I am a self-proclaimed like hermit introvert. Um, I for years had like prided myself on my like lone wolf syndrome. And Mm. um, up until like a year ago, year and a half ago, I really like the community aspect of anything didn't even perk my ears up. And now I like know it to be crucial. Um, can you just talk about how someone might benefit from from the village who doesn't quite maybe think that they need a hand to hold, think that they can kind of deal, just deal? <laughs> so that's a, a beautiful question because my my clients right now, they're introverts, like hella introverts. And, and I love them dearly. And that's when I first started in in this realm and I, this is my current program that I'm, I like literally have clients for is called the vacation. So it's not just mothers. And I was like, I'm going to fill up all 20 spaces because that's what every coaching container does. And through my wonderful introvert clients, I realized that small spaces is like one of the most beautiful things. Mm-hmm. And so the village within each pod has no more than five people. Mm. Oh, pod. And it's that's cool. A pod. Right? Cool. Right. So it's <clears throat> yes, you can pride yourself on Lone Wolf and I'm down, but you don't need to go this journey alone. And to have even just a few other people to just be like, I got you, or like hey, this is my story too, because that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with Bianca's story and her stuff. And I joined Nostalgia Now Mm. is because just the two of us Mm. connected. And I was like, oh, I like you because you share a similar story to me. We need to, we we need to hang out. Right. And so the village is like that, where you just have intimate conversations. Yes. Yes. The power of feeling seen by people that just get it. And like the just the me too-ness of it. There's just such a relief in it. It's just like, oh, 
It's, yeah. you know, even it never surprises me how it continues to, I feel like I've, you know, I've come to terms. I'm sure I will always continue like healing layers and healing and healing, but it still feels like, ah, oh, every time, like I find someone that like, I know can get it and like relates to like my specific story. And I, I just think that it'll never stop being surprising to know how similar we all can be. Yeah. And what's also interesting is when I joined a couple of the programs that I've, I have been a part of, I've gone in and I'm like, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. Like instantly like counting myself out. And I guess my question to anyone who is ever interested in the village is just like, why are you counting yourself out? Like, let's look at that. And if it's from a true authentic place and you're like, you really don't see a fit cool. I'm down. Mm -hmm. But if it's because you think you're supposed to be doing something a certain way or like you are a certain way and it's just, let's look into that. Mm. Oh, I love it. I love it. Is there any, is there anything else that's on your heart? That's like on top. I just feel like this conversation could be a million hours long because there's just so much to it. There's so much nuance. It's just so important to be doing this work and um for sure i will put all of your links in the show notes um and especially the podcast information too um anything else that's on top for you for those mothers out there that are listening to this which i'm gonna assume is a lot of a lot of them bianca but <laughs> tell someone how you're doing today, take off that space and like, and, and share it with a person that you want to share it with, right? Like that safe, trusted person. And for those of you who aren't a mama or you even know a mama or a mama to be just asking like, how are you today? Mm -hmm. And extending that hand. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You are, I truly like unmatched. I don't think I've ever, met someone that is so spacious so spacious in just support and acceptance and love for for others and I'm just so grateful for also yourself um you're just an example you're truly an example like thank you for being a light well thank you Bianca for for sharing that with me because I just like <laughs> my human self is like oh <laughs> I just, I love everything you're doing. And um, I mean, we'll have to do this again. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and vice versa. And also like in person, like we need to yes. figure out a way to see each other in person. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please. And thank you. Okay. Um, guys, go to the show notes. Don't miss out on more from Amber. <laughs> Bye. Bye guys. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you're not missing your life. 
One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.